Hi, I'm Ellen Sentier, the Heartful Badass Coach. Being badass is about being the real you, being strong, feisty, confident, knowing your own truth and walking it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, with a heart full of joy and boundaries that really work. I learned how to be the real me through telling and writing stories. And now I'm a best-selling author as well as a badass psychotherapist and coach. I tell stories a lot in podcasts and blogs and in the coaching programs I do. Being authentic, living your own story, that's being the real badass you. And being real badass is being full of heart, caring. Because we've lived through all that shit, haven't we? So we know it in our bones. And we really do truly feel compassion. So come on, let's do some badassery. Let's change ourselves and watch the whole world change around us. Let's make our lives, our businesses and our hearts sing. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, good ever whatever it is you've got today, uh, wherever you are. I'm lucky today because I've got an amazing woman from Lisbon. And this is Rita Mendes. And, well, I'm going to let Rita tell you mostly about herself. But just to give you a real pointer about what you may think she's not, she's a marketing lady. But, oh, my goodness me, she's different. I found her on LinkedIn because I want some help with marketing because I'm totally useless at it. And <laughs> it's much better to have a team where somebody is good at it rather than try and learn to do everything yourself. And I saw a little video which Rita did, and it was called Heartentic. So, Rita, what is Heartentic? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Helen. It's great being here in the Powerful Women podcast and chatting with you today. So yeah, um, I'm a marketer and some people may look at me like, I don't like marketers, right? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't like marketers because they're either trying to sell you something all the time or they are just trying to manipulate your brain. So mm. I understand where that comes from. And that's why I also created and founded Heartentic because I believe in a side of marketing where you can actually be be real and genuine and you can actually show emotions and be human rather than always trying to sell something, rather than always try to look like a robot. There's enough robots nowadays out there, right? Um, so that's why our Heartentic was founded and that's that's what I'm doing today. I, I truly believe in the side of marketing that you can be human and you can build connections and you can show your heart. Mm. So heartentic. And I had the pleasure to meet Helen on LinkedIn. We had a couple of chats already and it was amazing. And I got to know the person that she is. She got to know the person that I am. And I feel like we're building a connection. Mm. We're building a relationship. If And if that's not marketing, I don't have anything to do here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what really got me. And I was so keen on it because I'm really, I'm an out of the box person, as you all, everybody knows. And I mean, it's badass wisdom, is, can't even speak this morning, badass wisdom. And that's it. And I don't like living in the box. And so just as you said, Rita, it was like, Everybody was trying to say, oh, Ellen, you need to do this and you need to build databases of that and you need to remember to do this and you always got to post at nine o'clock in the morning and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was feeling, because normally I'm sort of like this, and I was feeling this. I was feeling really squished. And then I read um, in one of your posts about it's about making connections. And I thought, yay, because when I like somebody, when I want to work with somebody, it's because I've made a connection somehow with them. You know, even if it's just across the screen, I haven't even met them yet. It's like, oh, I need to know that person. And is this what you find, Rita? Yeah. So, you know, the thing is that 
when you're finding, when you're searching for someone to do a certain service for you, let's say marketing in this situation, you will easily be willing to give your money to someone that you actually have a connection with. So mm -hmm. if you have two options on the table, which is someone that is trustworthy, someone that is, is open-minded, someone that you know that cares about you and cares about building relationships, versus someone that is let's say highly experienced mm. but you didn't click with that person you didn't feel that connection yes i know that you will probably go towards the first person simply because you trust that person and i feel like nowadays marketing lost this side of trust lost this side of building this sense of connection and relationship and lost it because i mean i get it in one hand because there are so many competitors out there. There are so many brands that you feel that you have to fit in. But on the other side, I feel like, well, but how can you truly fit in if you if you don't trust the person? How can you fit in if you don't if you don't find that connection element that makes you believe, oh, I can put my brand in someone's hands and that person is the ideal one to actually make me grow myself and my brand. Because let's be real, if your brand doesn't reflect the person who you are i mean i can I, I can give you one year five years maybe 10 but you will lose the motivation you will lose the fuel because yeah. the brand doesn't reflect who you are and who you believe yeah so relationships need to be at the core and i'm not just saying that obviously you will always need to sell things because otherwise how you will live in the end of the month right but i can guarantee you that if you try and do it when where the when the first step is building connections in relationships, you will be way more successful in the future. Yeah, yeah, I feel that, and it's certainly something that's always worked with me. But I pick up on one thing you said there that we all feel there are so many competitors out there, and yes, and I understand that and I felt it. But when we get down to what your brand is again. I mean, your brand is Rita. Uh, my brand is Ellen. And we're different. And I don't, I can't compete with you because I haven't got what you've got. And in that sense, this, the reverse happens for you. So I wonder if I don't, I, okay, I'm talking about the grabbing the moon, but um, it, you know, should we really be thinking about everybody as a competitor or as just someone else in the trade who's got different things to, to give than we have? Yeah, so let's think about this. Imagine I am, I'm actually a coach, just like you. I even host retreats. Let's put this scenario. I'm Rita, you're Helen. We're in the same market. So the world we will see as, as competitors, right? But what if you're Ellen, I'm Rita, but one thing makes us completely different, even though if we, we have, we host the same service. My why, my purpose will be different than yours. My value, my personality will be different than yours. And it doesn't matter if you have 50 years of experience and I only have five, because what makes people connect with you, it's not just your experience, it's the person that you are. And no one else is you, no one else is me. So it doesn't matter. We can be competitors as much as we want, but we, I think we, can, we still have the foundation to build a relationship. I can learn with you. You can learn with me. And I think that there's nothing more beautiful in this world than two people pushing both of them themselves together to the top. You don't need to push other, the other person down to climb yourself. I think you will have higher chances of actually growing mm -hmm. if you go together because on the day that you're tired, I will push you up. On the day that I am tired, you will push me up. So yeah, competitors, but in what sense? We're here to be successful, both of us. And there are space for both of us because you, you, I'm me. You will attract some certain people based on your values and what you believe. I will attract other people based on my values and what I believe. Yeah. That's why I'm always saying to everyone in, on LinkedIn, like you have to share your why with the world because your why attracts your tribe, attracts the ones that believe in the same things you believe. So 
mm-hmm. share your why with the world because that's what you need to build your tribe and the ones that believe in the same version the same values and the same side of the world this dreamy world that is your why because your why should be something like dreamy right mm. those ones will stick with you and you don't need the entire world to be successful you need the ones that believe in the same things you believe you so do and um even down to a little thing which you know, as a coach i sort of say people sort of say oh well, people may not like me i said well not everybody's going to like you um, exactly you actually don't like everybody <laughs> you know hang on a minute this is quite normal but i'm going to call you out rita what's your why what's your why tell us well my why is a little bit of what we just discussed in this first five minutes my why if i have to put it in one sense my why i believe in empowering brands through a version of marketing that is full of emotion full of authenticity this dreadful word that everyone seems to hate and full of real and genuine people and this is my why because i feel like marketing doesn't have this nowadays Mm. so i want to make it happen my why is believing in brands being successful by attracting their their ideal client when they show their why and their purpose with the world just like if you think about apple this big brand all right um, everyone has an iPhone, but if you go back, okay. to 50 years, <laughs> yeah, you're an exception. <laughs> okay, Everybody, back, yeah. If you go back 50 years ago, people yeah. didn't buy MacBooks at the time they were making computers, right? Because they wanted a different, more powerful computer. Obviously, that helps, but they were actually buying computers because they believed in Steve Jobs' mission and vision, which was challenging the status quo and everything they do. Yeah, yeah. And people that believe in that motto, they would, they, they did follow him. And it's not just about having your why, it's about actually putting it into practice because Apple wanted to challenge the status quo. So they built an amazing computer that no other brand was building. A couple of years later, they actually got the iPod, the little powerful device that you could store thousands of songs in your pocket. They were challenging the status quo. So they built their tribe based on this, people that wanted to challenge the status quo. Mm. You know, if you think about Martin Luther King and his speech, I have a dream, it didn't inspire millions and millions of people because of the laws and the things he wanted to change. He inspired people because of his speech. He inspired people because they believed in the same things he believed. What what a sentence. Exactly. So everyone that felt the same followed him. And that's why on that speech, that famous speech, he had millions and millions of people watching him. So So, made you so... I'm going to say, what made you so cross inside that you said, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to challenge the status quo. What started that? Well, it was like a big time, a big evolution, because I wanted this for three years, more or less. (laughs) I wanted to have my own business and sharing my own vision of marketing with the world for three years. And It took me three years. If you think about it, it's a lot of time. It took me three years because I believed I didn't have what it takes to do it. Like there are so many good marketers out there. There are, I'm not enough to actually build my own business. And until one day, I don't know what happened, but I was like, it clicked. I was like, no, I need to change. I need to do something. And I mean, if I, if I am able to do it, if I am successful, great. I managed to do it. If I'm not, I'll go back to a corporate role. But living your entire life with this feeling of I want to do something, but I just I never had the courage to actually do it. I don't think I could actually live with it. So I had two things on my table, which was option one, the fear of failure, and option two, the fear the fear of being stuck when when I was actually stuck. So I just what happened was that the fear of being stuck was higher than the fear of failure. Mm. So 
I had to make something happen. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And you're by no means alone. I think most people, probably most entrepreneurs or certainly solopreneurs, they have this, ah, I, this is not what I want to do. This is, I, I'm not enjoying getting up in the morning. I'm not enjoying this. I'm feeling stuck and I can't do what I want. What I want, and we're back to your heart authentic again, what I want in here. And was it was there a lot of that in it? Yeah, I mean, every day waking up with this, let's say, with this pressure, with this pain on your chest, just by because I was working in a corporate company doing marketing. Obviously, I was doing what what I liked. I was doing marketing, but somehow I've always felt there was something missing. There was this little piece, and I know there are a lot of people out there that feel the same and. They wake up and they feel like, I'm meant to be doing more. I know that I want to do more, but I don't know what to do. And that happened to me for three years. <laughs> but, and, and let me tell you, let me tell you this. You, that day that I woke up and I knew I had to do something about it, I had no idea what I had to do. And I feel like I still don't know what I have to do because I'm building a business for myself for the first time. I, yeah, I have my degree. I have my master's, but I don't know how to build a business. But somehow, just having the strength and the motivation to do it, it's the first step that everyone needs. And you don't need to have the entire knowledge. You don't need to know how to build a business from scratch when you're actually starting. I think you will learn step by step every single day. The only thing that you need to have is to actually have your heart in the right place. Yeah. And you need care enough to make it happen. Because it will happen if you want, and you don't need the entire knowledge in the world because you have years and years of learnings ahead of you. So yeah. just try and enjoy a little bit of the process of the journey. Because in 30 years, I'm sure you can tell me this, in 30 <laughs> years, now you look back in time and you enjoy all of the learnings and all of the challenges that you faced, right? Indeed. And I do. And more than that, you said just now that, you know, there's Rita and Ellen and say we were both doing the same thing, but we worked together. We collaborated and you can push me up when I'm falling down or hold me up or pick me up and I can do the same for you. But I think that is partly important and I'm finding it because I've completely changed my business in the last three years. So we, we do have quite a a three-year thing on together um, and I don't know everything in fact I know I know what I like you I'm really good at what I do like being a coach and being a retreat leader and being helpful in that sort of way but you know I don't know marketing hence we're together etc and I think this is a new thing, and I would like to hope that it happens, that we people learn to work together so that, um, you know, I've got Rita on my team now. Yeah. So um, that can be really useful. And then if there's ways that I can help Rita, you know, and be on Rita's team um, to help her, then that works as well. And I feel that that's a, a whole new seed change then in business. Yeah, you know, because I, so I'm starting now, right? Which means that, well, I have a lot of things that I don't know how to do for sure. One of them is, for example, finances. So <laughs> the first thing that I actually managed to do was finding someone that was able and actually know the Portuguese law that could help me with my finances and putting my business into place. Because if I'm being completely honest, if there's one thing that I'm most scared of doing is making something illegal without even noticing I'm doing something <laughs> illegal. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I actually, my grandfather, he has a lot of connections. He knows a lot of people. And he was like, okay, let's go to this accountant. And yeah, they've been helping me ever since. And they are actually teaching me how to do a few things because that's my goal as well. I want to learn things that I know that I can in the future do it myself. Even if I end up not doing it, because sometimes it might take some time. Sometimes you might 
use other time to invest in other resources, but I want to make sure that I have the resources. So in the future, if I actually have to do it, I can do it myself. Mm. But in a business sense, when you think about collaborations, when I think about collaborations, all I see is opportunity, to be honest. Yes, I agree. Yes. I mean, you can meet someone and then even if, imagine if we don't end up working together you know what i'm capable of you know the person that i am you know my values you know what i believe so in the future maybe you find someone that needs marketing help and you'll be like oh i know the perfect person for you exactly so yeah it's an opportunity right this all of these connections they are an opportunity i've introduced you to other people as well so you're expanding your network through me so Yeah. It's an opportunity. It's always an opportunity. That's why I feel like networking is like one of the best assets that you could ever do for your business. And you don't need marketing knowledge to actually network with other people, right? No. All you need for that is, you know, I want to I want to I want to meet some great people. And as yeah. long as you've got that, you know, hey, I want to meet some great people. Um and you'll meet them. And that is That's something I try to teach from my side is sort of like it works. And we were having this crazy conversation before we started, weren't we? Can I can I talk about the T-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> But it, it's one of these sort of things that in, in lots of um I don't know what they call folk magic or whatever. There's lots of things about when you wear your clothes back to front by accident <laughs> and we've all done it and uh, i think it gets worse when you put the you know your left footed boot on your right foot but let's not go there but often the old law is that if you've done it it means something important's going to happen and if you get yourself in a tizwas you know you you can actually put your coat on inside out And somehow it actually makes you feel better. And when when we started off this morning, Rita said, "Oh my God, I've got my T-shirt on back front." <laughs> <laughs> And I only noticed because I was seeing myself in the camera here on our phone. <laughs> exactly. But again, it it. It was like it opened things up for us already before we'd even got to talking. And we do know each other quite well, but it was sort of even so. It's like, how about we lean on the accidents? How many accidents have happened in your, just in starting this business that have really sort of opened you up and helped you and said, oh, if that accident hadn't happened, so-and-so wouldn't have happened. Well, I feel like I have accidents every day, <laughs> honestly. <I think> <laughs> every day I end up learning something new. Um, even if you think about something as simple as posting something on your LinkedIn, on your Instagram, whatever, and you feel like, oh, this post will not do, it will not do very well. It will just be one more post. And then suddenly everyone engages with your post and you feel like, oh, this actually related and my, my audio is connected with this post. So. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that happen, good and bad, that make you and made you realize that mm. you're actually meant to do something that specific or doing something in a completely different opposite direction, right? And I've met a lot of people that I feel like, oh, we might be a good fit to work together. But as you actually get to talk with that person, you feel like, oh, now we're working together, but I don't feel we're like a good match. So this happened to me like last year I was working with a brand and everything was like amazing at the beginning. And then after one month or two, they started to actually be lacking a lot of organization. And I need my organization to be able to, obviously when you work with a lot of different clients, you need to be organized. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, I couldn't stand the fact that if I needed something, I would have to send them three, four emails to actually get an answer. Oh no! And I was like, okay, this doesn't work for me because it, I just start to feel stressed because it's like, I want to finish this for your project, but I don't have the tools to actually finish it. Mm -hmm. And it's one, one thing with me is that when I really, when I really, really want 
with the client. I need to make sure that we're working as a team. I don't work with people to be like a sort of, I do everything for your service. Mm. I feel like the marketing needs to be closed and to be what I preach, to be authentic, to be real, to be genuine. I need to be working closely with yeah. the person that I'm working with. Mm. So when you actually have this in mind, when you want to do things and they are always postponing what you need, I, and that, that doesn't work for me because you know that you're working with someone that they want this type of service that I do everything for you. You don't have to yeah. take care of it. Yeah. So this experience taught me exactly what I needed and what I'm searching for in clients. Because let's be real, you're offering a service, but you, you the, the clients are not the only ones that get to pick you. You have to pick the people that you work with, right? Indeed. So it was yeah. like, well, now, okay, so I have this. We, we are working on a four-month basis. So after the first four months, I will have to have that chat with them, tell them this is not working. How can we improve this? Are we a good match to work together? And adjust, adjustments need to be made. So it was like my first big challenge in like understanding the type of people that I want to work with. Absolutely. And now I know, I now I know better. <laughs> I, I can't agree with you more on that. Absolutely amazing. Because I what I've got will work for some people. Um, and it will work for my tribe. But I and I've had this all through my careers, like there are times when people come to you and I call it they want the Harry Potter wavy magic wand stuff, you know, as a coach. And you say, well, I, I broke it. I haven't got one. I don't do that. Um, and you've got to know that you can't work with that, those persons, that it just doesn't happen. And they they may not, they may not be able to understand that, but you've got to find a way, a way of telling them. And like you said, you know, it's like we're not a good match and we're not a good yeah. fit. And people do understand that and it's a way of saying it, at least I feel it's a way of saying it, where you're not saying, you know, I think you're rubbish or anything awful like that. Because, because they're not rubbish, they're just not suitable for you. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, learning. <laughs> and it's exactly the same when I think about other marketers. So I might have a different perspective from them. Mm. Some of some people agree with me. Some some people don't agree with me. Yeah. It's the natural thing in life. But that doesn't mean that I'm right and they're wrong, or that they they're right and I'm wrong. It means that we have different perspectives, mm. and they are great professionals doing what they're doing. I'm a great professional doing what I'm doing. So. It goes back to finding the, your tribe, finding the ones that are right for you. So that brand, obviously, they, they were searching something that it, it didn't match with me, with my values as a person and as a brand. That doesn't mean they're wrong. It just means that I'm not the best person to work by their side because I know that I will be frustrated at some point. And they probably will be frustrated that I'm always bugging them with questions. And oh, things, undoubtedly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. My lesson here was not that we're not a good match. There was a good lesson, but my other lesson that, that's what's more valuable to me is like, okay, I need to make this clear in the beginning of the relationships with my clients that I want to do things this way. Does this work for you? Is this something you're looking for? So making things clear so that in the end of the relationship, it was like, oh, you were too annoying. You were always asking questions when you, we, we were expecting you to do most of the, the most of the job most of the work without us having to think about it but that doesn't work for me so now i know i need to be more clear every time i'm starting with a new client yeah absolutely i i i really do agree with that and i have to do the same thing um and i think i think you do if you even if you're sort of selling socks or something it doesn't matter what you're selling this is how you do it and if people don't want that, then there's a shop down the road that also sells socks, you know, <laughs> go down there. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's important to be able to do that. But that's quite a leap for a lot of people, particularly when you're struggling at the beginning and you're thinking, oh, God, I've got to have a client. I've got to have clients. I've got to have clients. How am I going to pay the rent? You know, I'm going to feed the dog, feed the cat, whatever. And it, it can be such a pressure, can't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I took this leap of faith of leaving the corporate world and trying to do things for myself. So obviously my first instinct, and I think it's something that I admit that I, I will need some time to learn. So my first instinct is to say yes to everything, yeah. right? Because you need to pay the bills. You need to get your finances sorted out. I want to buy a house in a couple of years. So obviously, yeah, I need to start working on that. So your first instinct is to say yes to everything. But in the long run, as you get your business established, I, I'm sure that I will be, I will need to be selective because I'm just one person as well. I can do everything. And when one of your values is obviously offering a, a really quality-based service, Mm-hmm. You can't work for everyone because you won't have time. The day only has 24 hours, yeah. right? So obviously that's, that's another learning. And, I, and it's something that I will always say, like I'm here on, for the long run. So I know that I will always be, it's a journey full of learnings. Mm-hmm. And obviously the, this pressure to just make money and to, to literally being able to sustain yourself and your house mm-hmm. and your family. Yeah whatever you need right so it's it's a lot especially when you're in your first few months because you don't have any business just actually at your door you don't have people that know you you're actually new yeah so you have to learn a lot of things but I think in the end and we go back to this about sharing your why and sharing your purpose because when you do it you know that it may take one month or two but will you will start to attract your ideal person to your door and it might not be business straight away it wasn't business straight away with us too right mm-hmm. we actually had to know each other until one day you actually said to me oh maybe you could help me with my marketing mm-hmm. right but you need to actually invest in those relationships you need to actually invest in the quality content that you put out there because everything will come to your door if you actually do it to attract your ideal audience and you know that they will relate so they will go to you I find it so difficult uh, and I'm still doing it. And yes, I've been doing it for 30 years and I don't think you ever stop. It's like finding down who that person is. And as you taught me the other week very well, who that person is not, which is where we were just now. And knowing who it is not is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because when you're starting your business, it's it's normal that you feel like you want to reach everyone, right? Because I mean, you're starting, so obviously you want to put your brand out there, you want to put your name out there, so you feel like you want to reach everyone. But the more people you try to reach, the less people you will actually reach. Because that's really important. Think, yeah, because if you put a message out there a general message that everyone can relate to mm-hmm. no one will actually relate to but when you read a message that you feel like oh this talked about my pain points i feel this or oh yeah i want to feel like this when you touch in those points that you know that that specific audience feel you know that that's what will convert them yeah. so mm-hmm. the more general you are the less people you actually attract. So it's the opposite. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's really, really important finding your audience and actually finding who you don't want to work with. So I'm I'm a marketer, but that doesn't mean I want to work with all companies. Maybe I want to focus on more like small to medium companies or brand new entrepreneurs that are launching their own business as well. Or maybe I want to help other marketing agencies Yes, indeed. Yeah. The more specific you are, and the more you know about your target audience, more information you will have to actually target them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, because yeah. if you know, if you read a post that tells you, like, "Oh, look at this pair of shoes," yeah, they're beautiful. But then, if you read a post saying, "Say goodbye to painful walks." Yeah. If you are someone that do regular walks, if you like to run, for example, you will be like, this ah, is more interesting rather than yeah. just a couple of pictures with yeah. the product features. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it's true. And it's something that is hard to do. And as, as I know, because I'm learning 
And because <laughs> like Rita does not do everything for you, um, but she will help you to do it and she will do the relevant things that both of you decide you need. But Rita, I want to go somewhere else for a minute. You live in Lisbon. Tell us a little bit about Lisbon, because I've never been, but I friends have, and they tell me that it is very beautiful. And so what do you love about Lisbon? Well, what I love, okay, what I love about Lisbon, it's really easy. It's, I think what really attracts me to my country is the beach, <laughs> literally. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I am that person that it doesn't matter if it's summer or winter, but even during winter time, I really love to just walk in the beach, just listen to the waves. It's like my safe spot. It's what I love about Lisbon. I don't live exactly in the city center. I live like 10 minutes, 10 minutes from the city center. But by car, I'll be in the beach in like 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's just my boyfriend as well. He loves the beach. So now during summertime, it's actually April and we are having like 28, 30 degrees ish already. So it's April and I've, I've been to the beach like 10 times already to actually in a bathing suit and actually to get some sun. And that's what I love about this country. I know it's, I mean, for someone that doesn't live in Lisbon, that might not be, there might be anything, right? Because it's like the beach. Yeah, but to me, it's everything. But I know that the city center, like the culture, the history, everything about Lisbon is really, really powerful. And it's different from what you are used to see because even if you look at the buildings if you look at the culture like everything is different and obviously what everyone loves about lisbon is the weather right <laughs> <laughs> like it's sunny all year obviously you have a lot of rain as well but for example today yesterday we had 28 degrees mm -hmm. and today is like cloudy and rainy <laughs> so yeah. it happens but it's the weather it's i feel like this is a really magic country in terms of culture and history and mm. everyone that comes to Lisbon seems to have a good experience mm. and yeah. I mean I couldn't ask for anything else but true to be told as I am uh, raised born and raised in Portugal Lisbon I don't admire it as other people admire <laughs> <laughs> isn't it right I bet you don't admire the UK as I admire for example I I lived in the UK for a year and I love 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 the country so you don't admire what you have <laughs> no it's it's you're back to the heart again isn't it it's sort of like oh it feels really good to be here and I have been to Portugal but I haven't actually been to Lisbon and it it was lovely and I, I really should go back but the other thing is so good and nowadays it's like you know you're in Lisbon and I'm here in in the UK and it's so easy now to make friends with people all over the world. And I think that makes a big difference to your connections and how you feel about everybody and how you feel about everything. And do you find that that really makes a difference too? Because you can work where you love to be, you know, in Lisbon by the beach, doing what you love to do, which you might have had to like go to London or Paris or New York or somewhere to do before. Yeah. Um, I feel like, and I think this is the only good thing that COVID actually <laughs> brought, brought us. It's this online connection because this, this, everything that we're doing now, networking calls, video calls, and this actually exploded with COVID. Yes, and I did. think it's the only thing that actually was positive with all of everything that happened. And yeah, I feel like I wouldn't be the same person now because. I get to talk with you. I get to talk with people in the US. I get to talk with people in Australia. Yeah. I mean, there's no limits now, you know? No. I, I, and I really, really love that. I really love that. Yeah, I love that too. And I've got another friend um, over in Bangkok. And she's Australian, but she's living in Bangkok. I've got another friend in all over the US, you know, on the West Coast as well, which is a lot, long time distance, friends in Australia as well. And I can talk to them. 
and I can actually work with them and we can actually, we're back to the collaboration again, we can actually sort of say, hey, let's do so-and-so. And we can do it, whereas otherwise it'd been like, oh, I've got to get on a plane. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's different, right? It's just like yeah. obviously it's. And the other thing that you can actually do now, even though it, you obviously have more limitations, but you can literally work anywhere in the world because with all this work from home culture that is like around now you can obviously if you're working in a corporate position you you have to make sure your boss your company agrees with that but especially when you're working for yourself what stops you from getting your things and come to Lisbon for a month and work from here work. yeah nothing at all no no I could and that's the amazing thing there is one thing now you know there is one thing Rita my cat <laughs> yeah he wouldn't like it. <laughs> he will enjoy the sun. <laughs> she probably would, actually. She probably would. But no, you're absolutely right. And I've got a couple of friends who do this. Do you do you know people who I mean they're actually sort of they're doing their work, their marketing, their coaching, their branding, their whatever it is they're doing. And they're actually, you know, I'm just going to spend three months in Lisbon and then I'm going to spend four months in Paris and then I'm actually going over to Australia. So I'll be in Sydney for six months. And they're actually doing this. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people on my LinkedIn community that do it. They, I have a lot of people on Asia now, like Southeast Asia. I have a lot of people that just they they travel frequently so they just get their computer and they can work from new york they can work from bangkok they can work from australia they they just do it frequently yeah. i think the most important thing for us to to see here is that that doesn't work for everyone right no. i mean some people love to travel and they don't mind doing it while working but for me for example i think i wouldn't mind have that experience of getting my computer and go to france or even go to the us for a month or so but at the same time, I feel like I'm someone that needs my routine, yeah. <laughs> you know, so and also if I am traveling, I even if I have to work a couple of hours or so per day, I want to make sure I can save the time to know the culture, know the country. You know? I, so yeah. I feel like it could be something that I could do occasionally, but I'm not someone to be constantly traveling and working from anywhere in the world because I feel like I need my routine. <laughs> so that's also important yeah it is important I, I feel I, I I have roots here where I live and it's almost like they feed you isn't it mm -hmm. it's like the beach yeah. feeds you Lisbon feeds you and you know where I live feeds me and some of us seem to need that more than other people some people yeah travel around but like you I mean if I came to Lisbon yeah I could carry on doing some work but I would want to be in there like what what happens down these streets what happens on in the town what happens out in the country what's in the mountains what's on the beach and I want to know the culture and how the people live and how the animals live and everything that what nature yeah. is yeah uh, and you you're either traveling by yourself or you're traveling with someone and then this that's why this one of the reasons why this wouldn't work for me if you're working if you're actually traveling with someone then that person has to go explore the country by or the city by themselves while you actually stay home working yeah and you're actually in a different country and it's like okay so i you actually spend money to go to that country and you have to pay the plane ticket you have to pay the place where you're staying you have to pay for food and all of those things and then you end up not actually exploring the country yeah, as you actually should yeah. and that's really really important to me you know i'm i i just i need my routine and that's what i'm saying i could get my computer now and go to go to the us for a month yeah i could but i couldn't spend my entire year doing that no or i think i i i really want to have an experience where i actually live outside of lisbon outside of portugal but it's one thing if I actually decide today, oh, I'm going to move to the UK and actually live in the UK and build my life in the UK mm -hmm. rather than just be moving around constantly. It really works for someone. And mm -hmm. for some people, they really need this this flexibility and they really, uh, really love this thing yeah. of like traveling and working 
anywhere in the world, which I, I feel like, again, it's amazing that we can do this nowadays, mm. but I know that it wouldn't work for me because I really need my, my routine and my, just my day-to-day life. My dog. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, no, I agree with you that I, I'm the same thing, but again, we're back to this, like everybody's different. And you know, what suits you, what suits me, what suits the people that we know who love to travel and the people that we know who like us, they say, no, I really like, you know, I love living here in Bangkok. I don't, you know, yeah, I'll come and visit you in UK, but no, I want to, I like it here. This is my place kind of thing. And I think, I hope we're all getting better at accepting that. I think we are. I think we're still living in a mixed, mixed approach. So if you think about all of these work from home now culture, there are a lot of people that are against it. Yeah. And they believe everyone should be at the office. And there are other people that truly support and believe this is the evolution of things. This is the evolution of life because being at home doesn't mean you are not productive. In some situations, it even it even means you're more productive yeah, because exactly. you have your own routine. Yeah. So yeah. you can build it around your work schedule. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a mixed mix approach. And we will always have that. Some people agree, some people don't agree. But I feel we are now living in a more inclusive time. So what works best for you, it's what people actually are trying to do. So a company that values this work from home hybrid culture are actually the companies that are winning because they are giving their employees a chance of choosing what they prefer. As long as as long as their work doesn't get lost in, in it, you know, because yeah. obviously there was this, this fear that uh, people working from home, they will be on bed the entire day, yeah. you know? So it's like, as long as you're doing what you feel is best for you, but you're still productive, you still have, you still feel your tasks and you still be the best version of who you are as an employee, then I think we should go off, go for it, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think that just, finding the balance and that's why some people are against it because they don't see the balance in some people yeah and I think that's an important thing and I I think it's getting a little better I hope it is that people are able to see that what works for them doesn't necessarily work for everyone else and so you know you being against working hybrid or being against working from home um, doesn't actually help but to come back to, we're back to the, you know, which clients can you you deal with and which clients you can't. It's like, you know, it wouldn't work for, bless you. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's my allergy. <laughs> oh, it's hay fever everywhere. Don't worry. But it's like, what well, wouldn't work for me? But, you know, if it works for you, that's okay. But I haven't got to immediately judge you that you are going to be, you know, lying in your bed, cuddling your dog, reading a novel all day instead of doing some work. I mean, as a writer, I can quite happily sit up in bed with my laptop and I'll do, you know, 5,000 words and they'll be good ones. And I'll be in bed and I'll be in my PJs and the cat will be beside me and I'll have a cup of coffee on the table. Um, But I'm still working. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the beautiful thing, especially if you have a job that allows you to work from your computer. You can work from your balcony. You can work from your kitchen you can work from your bed yeah I do that sometimes I just sit there in the bed and then I have my computer on my lap and I'm just working and I can spend hours and hours working like that until suddenly I'm like "Mm, my back hurts maybe I I think I need to move yeah what time is it oh wait it's four oh my goodness I I better get outside I haven't done outside yet today (laughs) (laughs) exactly so I think it's just like this this thing that people forget that you need to give everyone a chance to actually do things and if that doesn't work then okay so it's like okay so your productivity your results actually got really really bad in the last two months working from home what adjustments can we make you know instead of just yeah instead of just saying come to the office now it's like what's happening yeah what what's affecting your motivation and that's that's i feel like but someone that worked in corporate for some years before actually having my own business, I felt this need that, and sometimes people didn't realize that, was that 
just go to the, your to your employees and try to understand what's going on instead of just demand things straight away because yeah maybe something is going on in their personal life and you don't know absolutely so just try yeah. and or even what's even going in their on physical life you know i mean they're, yeah. they're health or something it can be yeah, yeah. exactly so you, you'll never know so i think you just you need to give your employees a chance you need to give them a chance of actually doing things that are good for them because if they are good and if they are feeling valued they will value they will your work company. like hell for you yeah they exactly yeah. if you take care of them they will take care of you exactly it's what i always hear and it's what i truly believe is that stop demanding things that you know will make them unhappy because if they are unhappy what motivation do they have to actually do things for you and to make you successful if they don't even get to feel that success for them yeah no i quite agree it's funny you're saying that because I, I just um i was on, i was commenting on somebody's post and agreeing with them they were talking about giving time and it took me right back to um university when i was doing the psychology and we were talking about children and how children often get mixed messages from their parents and our tutor said you probably all remember this at some point you know your parents or your teacher or somebody will say that child needs a good talking to <laughs> and he and he sort of said no that child needs a good listening to and i never forgot and i used i used to run teams as a software engineer years ago and i try and help people you know in business now if something's gone wrong say what's happening what's the change and try and do it so that they can talk to you because if people can tell you what's wrong 10 to 1 you will find everything will really blossom very yeah. quickly but if you come yeah. up and go you should be doing <laughs> Go, oh, yeah. no, I don't think I want to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and that's why I feel like nowadays the word empathy is so important, right? Yes. You never know what's going on in someone's life. And I mean, the world nowadays is so complex. <laughs> Let's be real and honest here that, I mean, everyone has their own problems. And I think it's more than okay that some days your motivation levels are not that high. And, but maybe some other days, you give 200 percent we're human after all and i feel like this idea that everyone you have to be your best self it doesn't exist anymore i feel like it never existed but 50 years ago you could use it as a mask mm. am i right mm. and nowadays people feel more like this need to actually share that and instead of just accept that everything that happens and that they need to live with it they, I feel like it's really important to share that. And I mean, as, in, as an employer, you need to respect that everyone has their own life. As, just like you as a boss, you have your own life and you know that some days you struggle, other days you're thriving. It happens, it's life. It does. I think, you know, that takes us right back to the authentic thing again, because that is about empathy. It's about connection. It's about understanding that I can be my best today, this morning. I might be worse this afternoon. I might be better. And tomorrow will be different. But it's this empathy that you know somebody you're working with is, is being their best they can today at this moment. And... Yeah. That that's all this trust, this connection that you were talking about earlier. And if we can take that into marketing and <clears throat> then out into sales, so because that's going to like you need to treat your customers this way too, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It it would be a really, really amazing. Yeah, and that's what I want to do is like bring this side of emotion and empathy and authenticity to the world of marketing that I feel it's really, really lacking nowadays. And I get it. Like I said, I get it. It's like the world is really complex. So you need to do what you have to do to survive. But I think we we can't forget that we're 
we're all human after all, and we all make mistakes and we're all here to do better. And if you think about it, marketing and psychology, they are really, really tied together. Because obviously as a psychologist, you study the human brain and the, the, the attitude, the personality, you study everything from a mind perspective. And as a marketer, what you want to do is actually make your consumers going in towards your product so you want them to have a positive opinion towards you and they you want them to admire your product and your brand and the thing is that if you keep doing it in this fake way that you only the only thing your main goal is to simply drive sales you know that in the end you're not being authentic and you're not being real and you're just doing it for the sake of money so what's the purpose here absolutely what's the why you know, obviously, like I said, we all have our personal whys. We want to be successful. We want to have money. We want to, we all want that. But the way that you do it, if you're doing totally based on that, you know that you are already one step ahead of failing because it yeah. doesn't add anything to the world. No, it doesn't. And that was one of the things, I mean, maybe people do think psychology is all about the mind, but it, it isn't. It is actually all about the heart. And I love that. What are, you, what are you trying to do when you're working with somebody? You're trying to help them be themselves. And they have all these problems and issues and challenges and things that have happened that stop them being themselves. And I feel it's in that sense, it's so like getting your why in marketing. It's like, who are you? You know, should we explore this? What's difficult? What's hard? And what's easy and what do you love? Because we don't yeah. always talk about, you know, we don't just talk about what's hard. It's like, oh, what do you love? What do you really want to do? And it's the same in marketing. Because if you come out with what you love, you're going to hit some people who also love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and if you think, let me ask you a question. So why do you think most people are afraid to share their why and purpose with the world? Because they've been laughed at, trodden on, steamrolled, told you need a good list talking to. Um, they have been put down in some way. Um, oh, that's all woo-woo, rubbish stuff, you know. And when somebody says this, they often come from what might be a really powerful point, uh, feel like a very powerful place, very strong. And so you go... And there you are, you just shut the doors. And next time, you'll be very wary about talking about that. So I honestly feel that, you know, what you're doing, if you're pulling the marketing out through the heart, I think you could really be helping the world a lot. Because <laughs> if yeah. you stop putting people down, it would be so nice. <laughs> 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 it wouldn't, isn't it? Wouldn't it, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I completely agree with you. I feel like you were pushed down so many times that you're simply afraid that if you show your why and your purpose and if you actually show that side to the world, you will you, you are afraid that people will see you as weak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and especially because business and that's something that I really hope to, to change or at least positively impact is that business is still seen as something that it needs to be done in a cold, heartless way. Yes. If you are a CEO, if you are a manager, you need to be cold. You need to be, you know, so. And that's something, again, because if you actually show heart, if you actually show your why, if you actually show emotions, you will be seen as weak. Mm. And I feel like that's a big, big problem as well, because it doesn't allow people to show their real side to the world and because you don't do it you know that there are thousands millions of people out there that struggle with the same so but maybe if someone comes forward if someone starts you will start by getting that person to oh maybe i can actually share my vision as well and then that person will go to other one oh maybe i can share my vision as well maybe there's space for me and I feel like people sometimes they feel that they don't have space to show that side. I have my business, so I have to be a formal, cold, 
heartless person. I don't have emotions. So it's like, okay, so what are you? A robot? I mean, exactly. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Whereas you're a person. Rita, thank you. I I just hope we've taken marketing a whole load further and certainly got to know you which is amazing so thank you very much rita for being here and everybody all rita's details are in the show notes and she'll be on my youtube channel and on my podcast channel and i shall send you the link so you can post it around and spread the word because <laughs> we really need to spread the word we need hearts in business not bloody mine yeah all the time <laughs> yes we need more hearts we need more more emotion and we need more people that are willing to do the same and share their business hearts and share what's on their mind and share their values their why we want to see more wise out there we want to see more real authenticity so you want this go to rita on authentic thanks very much, everybody <laughs> see you again Thank you. bye <laughs> Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope it pulled out some new ideas and new ways of looking at life, the universe and everything. And I'd love to know your comments, so do send them to me. Doing and being badassery is fun. It makes your heart sing. And that helps everyone. And it helps you put the soul back in your life and in your business. Business, when it's really working, is fun full of badass reality and makes your heart sing. So let's stick all those rubbish old work ideas of toil and drudgery in the compost caddy. Let's recycle them into something fun and useful. That's what badassery is about, having fun and being useful. If you'd like more, get on my website www.ellensentier.com Sign up for my newsletters and check out my lives and vlogs. Let's get to know each other. Let's get together, have fun, grow your life and make your heart sing. Let's be real. Come on, let's light our fires.